0: This is Better Benefits, a podcast from the team at Brella Insurance. We're talking about how to use employee benefits to build a world where health hardships don't create financial burdens. If you're a broker or employer looking for fresh ideas and new products employees will actually use, this shows for you. Hi there, I'm Laura Cave, Head of Marketing here at Brella, and I'm here with my Chief Revenue Officer, Mike Zarrillo, for Better Benefits, episode number 24. Today, we're excited to welcome Joe Schmidt to the show. He's VP of Business Development for Ethos Life Insurance. If you're not familiar with Ethos Life, you will be by the end of this show because Joe's going to take us through everything they're doing to help employers and their teams get set up with simpler and more affordable life insurance. So, Mike, I have to confess, having been on the health insurance carrier side of things for most of my career, I don't know a ton about life insurance personally. But you oversaw sales and distribution of life insurance products for both the Hartford and Guardian. You know, obviously, we're going to hear more from Joe in this episode, but what gets you excited initially about what Ethos is up to?
1: Sure. Hey, Laura. Great to be back with you again, as usual. Yeah, I'm happy to start with some context just for any of our listeners who may not be familiar. I guess before I do, though, one of the things that that gets me sort of most excited about what Ethos is doing is how they're simplifying. And I think we've talked about that in our world here at Brella, but they've really taken an approach around simplification. And you may think life insurance is life insurance, but Unfortunately, life insurance in, in our industry and just in general is incredibly complex and it's an important part of, of how individuals and employers and employees you know create this world of income protection that would leave the employee's family or individual's family financial resources if the employee should pass away. And even though this is a really active part of today's typical benefits portfolio, the plans themselves haven't really changed much in in recent years. And it's tough for employees to understand the product amongst everything else that they may have in the benefits portfolio that they're making decisions on. And, And many of them aren't maybe confident that they have the right amount of life insurance and feel like they have the right... Uh, sort of you know understanding of how it works and how to make those decisions. so what caught my attention with eth- ethos is is their commitment to making it easy and affordable and i'm excited to hear more from joe on how they're making this work for employers and and their teams and individuals and and also it doesn't hurt that i'm a fan of joe's alma mater. i'll let him get to that so <laughs>
0: Great. Well, let's introduce Joe so he can tell us all about it. As I mentioned earlier, Joe is Vice President of Business Development at Ethos Life, the leading provider of next generation life insurance. Joe was previously an investor at Excel, a global venture capital firm known for investments in companies like Facebook, Spotify, Dropbox. His career started working for the University of Notre Dame's investment office where he also did his undergraduate studies and fun fact he was captain and most valuable player of the varsity football team. Joe, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. What a, what a heck of an intro, by the way. we got fans of Notre Dame. I've got references to a you know long got bego- you know long gone playing career. This show is looking up right now) <laughs>
1: Yes, it is, and, and I think we're we're well into the twenties on the number of episodes, uh, Joe, and, and excited to have you on. I know we've had a chance to catch up in the past past, and I, I think our audience will really benefit from today's discussion. So we start every sort of episode with a question around you know your journey, right? What led you to your current role at Ethos? But I'm especially curious: how did you go from a college football career to life insurance?
2: Yeah, no, and thanks again for having me, you guys. I really appreciate it. You know, fan of the show. You know, it's funny, I think every time I talk to someone that's in insurance, everybody has their own way of kind of telling me the same thing of like, well, one day I just kind of woke up and I was in insurance. You know, it, it just like never is like, it, it feels like rare where someone is just like, yeah, this is like a, a long linear plan. And so for me, it goes back to where I started at Notre Dame. Some of the people that I worked with, had relationships at some of the large insurance companies. And so I got really familiar from like an investor lens of how beautiful a business model can be, both on the carrier side, but then also in the distribution landscape. And so kind of just fell in love with with the business model. When I went to Excel, no one really owned insurance. Like there wasn't really like an insure tech kind of landscape back then. You know, there really was, I guess, just Zenefits, which had gone, you know, a bunch of different directions at that point and uh, really little innovation outside of that. And so I just picked it up and said, like, I think that something's going to happen here and started just kind of owning the category for us. Uh, And it was a very lucky and fortunate decision to do so. Basically, the entire ecosystem took off. Obviously, there are multiple billion, multi-billion dollar companies now, public companies and even more private companies and more on the way, you know, just like you guys. And I think that it's been a really fun journey kind of, you know, growing up with this industry. And so anyway, I was in this investor seat and we invested in Ethos Uh, We were fortunate enough to do so at my previous employer. Uh, And I just loved working on the problem that, that, you know, we were working on here, right? Ethos is a mission driven company. We're here trying to protect families, right? Like, and that's what we always talk about is how do we protect the next million families and how we make it easy for them to basically make that possible. And that really resonated with me from the start. I've seen the impact of life insurance on, on families, right. And people in my family. And so it's just—it's uh, always been really important to me. So I was having a ton of fun operating, and you know, spending more and more time with the company. And one day, it just kind of happened where they were like, "Hey, you know, you're really opinionated on all these different things. Why don't you come over here and do them for us?" So, anyway, that's—that's that's a little bit about how I uh, kind of roundabout ended up in insurance from you know my past. So, anyway,
0: that's awesome. Thanks for giving us that context. You—you you mentioned it just a moment ago. You know that they're. There are some some problems or maybe some opportunities in this space, and it sounds like you were really early in seeing a lot of the opportunity in in, insure tech generally. I'm wondering if you could kind of hone in on what some of the specific problems are with life insurance and life insurance benefits today.
2: Totally. I, I think that it really, I mean, we could talk for a very long time about this, but I think at the end of the day, it was, you know, looking back at it, it was so difficult for people to apply and buy like life insurance, right? It It was so hard for people to sell life insurance. You know, basically the normal individual life insurance process outside of the work site, right? You know, it's 10 to 15 weeks, there's medical exams, there's attending physician statements. So you have to actually call the doctor's office and have them fax, you know, documents back. There are medical exams. Someone needs to stick something, you know, a needle in your arm, you have to pee into a cup, I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous process, you know, historically, right? And the reason for that is, you know, it's a good reason, right? Understanding mortality has been traditionally very difficult. At the work site as well, though, it's, it's that difficult there even, right? So there's the small dollar guaranteed issue policies that are, you know, sometimes included as a part of benefits packages. But if you want to buy up, that's also a pain in the butt, right? You're like, you know, filling out some paper app and then like mailing it or faxing it so, you know, Portland, Maine, or whatever you might be doing, and then they have to turn around and figure out, do we need a medical exam? Or how much can we give them? And it's just a mess. So what we at Ethos are all about is like, how do we make this simple, right? How do we make this five minutes, not 15 weeks? How do we make this something you can do, you know, 90% of the time, we have people complete their mo- their apps on their mobile phone, right? So that's what we're all about is making things easy. No medical exams, just a few health questions and, and get you through the process and get you, you know, on your way. And, and honestly, that's what's most rewarding about this job for me is like seeing all the people that we've now impacted and all the families that we were protected. So anyway, that's, that's the opportunity is just making it simple, you know, making it easy. And I think there's one part too that I'll add on for the sake of this podcast that you know, we really think is important on the benefit side. People aren't like benefits, you know, current voluntary life insurance plans, they don't cover the needs of everyone, right? There are 12 million plus individual policies sold every single year outside of the worksite, And there are millions of policies that should be sold on top of that, right? And so what, what, we, what we're trying to do is also go in, into these channels and basically help people, you know, basically get people the right coverage that they need in the moment where they're actually thinking about it. So I think there's tremendous opportunity at the work site as well.
1: So, Joe, what what took so long for the industry to sort of start thinking about it the way Ethos is?
2: You know, I think this is a very broad question. I think we could ask, we answer in a few ways. I think it would be the same thing as asking what took fintech so long, like broadly, right? Why this? Why did it take so long for you know Chase and all the other large banks, you know, to have like a modern kind of consumer experience where I can like log in and deposit a check on my phone? Right? And that's only really happened in the last decade. And you think about all the underlying technology that had to be built before that was possible. And so I think what happened was, you know, this kind of all started to occur in fintech and insurance companies being insurance companies are obviously risk averse. And so now we basically have the underlying kind of call it a technology to pipe data in automatically via API, instead of, you know, faxing it or, you know, calling someone and trying to get that information on a customer, whether it be financial history, whether it be medical history, whether it be, you know, motor vehicle history, pharmaceutical data, right, whatever it might be, we can now with, you know, again, like, you know, APIs and modern technology, we can pull this in, in an instant, and then basically apply, you know, data models and, and underwriting technologies in moment where we can now price this risk instantaneously rather than you know, shipping it off to an underwriter who looks at it for a few days and decides whether or not this is a good risk. So I think that there's a lot of things that had to be built in a kind of a linear fashion to lead us to this point, but that's what's most exciting about today, right? Is that we can get all of the same information, right? Or almost all of the same information that a historical underwriter might've had, you know, 10, 15, 20 plus years ago. And we can get that in a moment, Right, and give someone a really fair price on a great product for a great, you know, insurance offer in five minutes, and get them covered and on with their day before they leave the Starbucks, you know, line of you know getting their coffee. So it's a really exciting time, I think, in, in insurance.
1: Yeah, it it sounds like it, and and I think you guys have got a really good lens on on you know how to make this a far better experience for uh, you know individuals and and their families. You touched a little bit on the ethos sort of solution in some of the value prop components. If you were to boil it down into your sort of 30 second elevator pitch, what what, what is it for our audience?
2: Yeah, totally. So I, again, I think it starts with the mission. Like, why are we really here? Like we are here to protect families and we want to protect the next million families always. That's like what we're rallying around. The way that we do it is with a very simple online application that can be done in minutes, right? There are never any medical exams and it's affordable price, and we want to try to protect as many people as possible. I think that's something else that we're really passionate about here. There are pe- people look, you know, they look different, right? We have all different types of body types, all different types of risk profiles. And what we're really focused on is trying to have a product available for as many people as we possibly can, because there's no, no more or no less risk for that child or for that husband or for that wife if you know, you have one risk profile versus another. So we really want to try to focus on how do we protect as many people as possible with our offerings. So that's what I would kind of boil it down to is protecting people in their most important times and as many of them as possible.
0: Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about how people are responding to that and and how you're sort of measuring that impact?
2: Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, people are responding to it positively in that the business has grown what feels like almost an exponential rate. So, you know, to give you context, when I first, you know, kind of met the company, it was just a few people. And when I joined, it was just a few more. And now we're, you know, I think 200 plus people, we just raised a couple hundred million dollars at $2 billion in, in valuation. And it's just continuing to, to kind of uh, snowball forward, which has been a ton of fun. But I do think some of the most rewarding things for me is to think about the the thousands and thousands and thousands of families that we protect every month, and really the you know billions of dollars in in coverage that we have now in force. Like that's that's a super rewarding thing. And you know, really focusing on our customer is 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 kind of something that's really integral and, and focal for us. So yeah, it's been a ton of fun to see the business grow and to see how many people we've been able to protect.
0: That's awesome, especially. With all of the challenges that we faced in the last year, that was going to be sort of my next question. Like, how did the pandemic impact the business in 2020 and coming out of that? You know, are people thinking more about life insurance now?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And to be honest, when I remember last March, when like the world shut down and, you know, you're working at, you're working at a startup and you're like, what's going to happen? Do people still think they're going to need life insurance? And I think what's, I'll speak broadly about the entire life insurance industry, I think in general, the industry just saw like an uptick in, you know, demand, quite frankly. And I think the unfortunate reality um, is that people just became more aware of their mortality, right? I think that like people saw, you know, how real this can get, you know, on a timeline that just, you know, frankly, wasn't expected. And so for us, it was actually a very rewarding time to be able to offer people peace of mind throughout the entire process. And so I, I hesitate to call, you know, a global pandemic, you know, any, positive in any way. But I do think that there, there was like this kind of eye opening experience for a lot of people of like really the, the benefit and the peace of mind that comes with life insurance. So that's kind of how what we've seen on our side. And, you know, we, we kind of use it as as fuel to the fire, just like on the mission that we're on of like, how do we protect more people? And how do we get this product into more people's hands? Like one of the craziest things that I just didn't understand before joining this business is how many people should have life insurance, but don't. There's like a $19 trillion, $19 trillion. Like it's hard to fathom how big of a number that is. Coverage gap in the US, like, you know, tens of millions of families that should have coverage that don't. Millions of families that are trying to get protected right now by the traditional system that can't because they're stuck, you know, trying to get a medical exam scheduled or trying to get a call back from their insurance agent or whatever it is. Right. So what we try to do is make it easy for everyone involved across the entire process, you know, from if it's agent involved, if it's not, whatever it is, we want to make it simple.
0: That's awesome. I mean, we've been hearing about a lot of these kinds of silver linings of folks just sort of waking up to The financial exposure attached to their health insurance in in the form of their deductible and out-of-pocket maximums, the, you know, needing to have life insurance or more life insurance coverage than they currently have. And even just in the accelerated adoption of telemedicine during this time, I I just think there there has been leaps and bounds of, of progress in terms of adoption of some of these different types of tools, which I think we can we we have to take our wins coming out of a year like that. So that's great.
1: Okay. So Joe, what's next for uh, ethos and as you guys think about the back half of this year and and start thinking about next year and beyond, what's what's on the radar?
2: Well, I think you know first and foremost, it's it's more of what we've been doing, right? So you know the business is like hyper focused on you know trying to protect as many people as possible. One thing, and I think just like for the sake of this, this podcast, you know, that maybe I'll highlight is, you know, we really do believe in the power of, of kind of the broker channel, if you will, and we do believe in the work site, right? So here at Ethos, we distribute our products in really kind of two fundamental ways, right? We have our direct consumer business, which, you know, some of the, uh, of the listeners may have heard about on radio or on TV or whatever it might be, but we also have our, our partner business, right? So thinking about, you know, where else are people thinking about life insurance, Right. So that might be with their traditional kind of insurance agent, but also at the at the work site. Right. You know, typically in that kind of open enrollment annual experience, you know, people are considering, hey, do I have enough coverage? Should I buy more life insurance coverage? Does my employer offer you know, any life insurance coverage at all? And so what we've seen is, you know, we can partner with both you know, benefits administration systems like EASE. We have an integrated option there where someone can buy life insurance right during their open enrollment. Just click a few buttons and be done in a couple of minutes. But we've also worked with, you know, very large benefits, you know, of brokerages as well, like uh, Hub International, Acresure, uh, Hayes Companies, Sequoia, Benefits Group, right? So there's a bunch of different ways that we can kind of work with folks in this in this lane. But really, like what we're trying to do here is basically say, hey, there are, you know, millions of people that want to buy more coverage that need more coverage. They're not getting it. They think that they need it or they think that they have it, but they don't. So how do we basically, one, educate them on, on, hey, how much do you really need, right? We can help you with that, with our needs assessment and needs analysis tools. And then two, how do we get it for you really easily and really affordably? So I think when it comes to like, you know, the next kind of 12 months, 24 months, whatever, it's, it's really like, you know, we've got a great solution. And how do we get it in more people's hands? So, you know, if you want to learn more, reach out. But, you know, really, that's kind of the, the plan here is just keep marching forward and keep trying to protect people.
0: That's great. That's really wonderful. Well, so before we let you go, we have a tradition here where we ask you about your bookshelf. So, so I'm wondering, you you could
2: see the zoom, you could see my bookshelf.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, there it is. Yep. So I mean, of all the books there, I'm wondering if you can recommend for us a favorite book or resource that had a big impact on you as a leader?
2: Yeah, you know, I think for me, one of my favorites is called "It's Your Ship" by Michael and I love that book. I think that's just like a tremendous read. I'm trying to think of uh, the other ones that I would I really highlight. War as I knew it is also very very good, and so I think that's a, a, another one to kind of you know highlight. So and that's Patton's kind of like you know autobiography from uh, you know hit the world Second World War.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we get a lot of biographies recommended here. We certainly can can learn a lot from other good leaders. Oh, well, thank you so much, Joe, for being with us today. It was awesome to dig into a little bit of what's going on in your corner of the world in life insurance benefits and specifically with Ethos. i really excited to see where you guys go from here and, and we really appreciate the time.
2: Thank you so much. Well, I, I obviously love being on here. Huge fan of your guys's, So. Um, wishing you nothing but the best. And uh, yeah, thanks again
1: for having me.
0: All right. So, Mike, a couple of takeaways. What's on your mind from our discussion today?
1: Yeah, you know, having done this for a couple of decades now and and sort of just thinking through life insurance, at least in the group space, it, you know, it just, it's not a real sexy benefit, right? I mean, unfortunately, it's it's tied to a really tough, you know, life event number one, but it's there's just not a lot of, typically, not a lot of bells and whistles to life insurance, right? You buy it, you hope you don't need it. If you do, you're not here to experience it. And I sort of walk away from this discussion, you know, sort of feeling like ethos has taken a different approach to that consumer experience, at least, you know, while folks are making those decisions on how much coverage and when to buy it and and pulling that all together. So, you know, I, from my perspective, I think the good work they're doing there to make it simple, make it easier is, you know, really a, a key takeaway. And that sort of piggybacks onto the second point. And I just, maybe it's a little bit because I know we talk about culture here and doing good work and, and how we play a part, you know, every day in, in bringing some, you know, peace of mind to to uh, employees. But you could just feel from Joe, the cultural belief in doing good at Ethos. And, and I, it'll be interesting to see what you know, audience feels listening to this. We just sort of experienced it live, but you could just get the sense that that organization is, is very focused on its sort of cultural belief in doing really good work for, uh, you know, American families, employees, individuals, and kind of walked away feeling that from Joe. So good stuff there. How about for you?
0: Yeah. That's really, really great. I, I just have, I think, a renewed awareness that, you know, as, Leaders in the insurance space, like we've really, and even as consumers, we've woken up a bit in the past year to our mortality and to the gaps in our coverage and to the risks that are really there. And I don't know, maybe it's because I turned 40 or something, but, um, you know, I, I just feel like in the last year, you know, this has become so much more evident to so many people, including the employees on our teams. You know, on all of these workplaces across the country. And, and so we just cannot afford to keep doing benefits as usual. And it's wonderful that there are new solutions like Brella, like Ethos, like so many other folks that have come on our show who are really focused on the places where there are these gaps and are creating simplified solutions to, to solve that. And, and really at the end of the day, it all boils down to the, What is the value of the peace of mind that comes with these solutions? And what are the economics attached to the productivity that comes when you have peace of mind in the workplace? And I, I would just really love to see, you know, uh, employers and benefit advisors who are focused on that and who are finding ways to accomplish that, you know, come on and tell their stories here because it's something that I know we're all looking to accomplish. So. Well, if you would like to connect with Joe, you can connect with him on LinkedIn or visit ethoslife.com to get in touch with them or to check out their life insurance policies. I will add links to that as well as the books that he mentioned in our show notes, which you can find at joinbrella.com slash podcast. And if you want to get in touch with Mike or learn more about Brella, you can visit our website at joinbrella.com or email us at sales at joinbrella.com. Thanks so much, folks. Another great episode. Visit joinbrella.com slash podcast for notes from today's show. And if you liked the episode, share it with a colleague. This helps us spread the word. Be sure to subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss our next episode. And that's a wrap. This is Laura Cave and Mike Zorillo from the Better Benefits Podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great week.